This is the Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, episode 19. Welcome to the Wizards Nightshirt. This is episode 19. I'm Will, the loudest man in the universe, and here with me are Scott, the hot sauce hotshot. What? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> these are these are your new He-Man characters now, I, I decided. You, okay. They may change, but you can think about what they'll look like and what their weapons Do are. Do I punch but... you with like a hot, with like sriracha bottle or something? That would be a good accessory. I was thinking you are uh, squeeze your head and hot sauce comes out like a slime toy. oh that's even better yeah, yeah. i like that as a toy yeah, yeah. Right. and uh rebecca's just excited can't wait to hear what hers is <laughs> i'm a little and, nervous and rebecca skeleton dance choreographer <laughs> well uh, i would take that job in a heartbeat uh-huh. if, if i knew i can get it and in, in that it would pay how many bones it pays so to speak <laughs> but that's not quite the same as Scott's. I don't know. There's some parallelism lacking here. You mean it wouldn't fit in the He-Man universe? Exactly. I think it works like I think it works like uh, Michael Jackson's uh, Thriller. I think you command corpses to dance. My understanding to a funky beat. is that the only people who can choreograph skeletons are like if you command them through magic. So I'm okay with that. Okay, okay. You get a scepter or something. That, and they do their own choreography according to the Disney short that we are all thinking of. <laughs> that is what I was thinking of. Uh, That's what I'm always thinking of. That's just playing on a loop in my head all the time. Well, I planned this a little little ahead because I wanted to mention something Halloween theme because every time this year, Rebecca's returned from the third successful Ocomic Con convention. Yay! It was awesome. I put some links to some photos of the event in our last newsletter. You want to look at that? They even had some He-Man stuff I saw. Oh yeah, one of our uh, one of our vendors built like a um, Castle Grayskull out of um, foam and complicated things. Mm-hmm. And I was going to go cavort near it while they were there, but then I got busy, and then so I never saw it again. We saw it. It was cool. Well, yeah, there was an no, orco. It. I saw it. it. Looked cool. I, I, if I would have had more time on my hands, I may have walked out of that booth with a, a bust of Skeletor. I did not. <laughs> we did Thank talk goodness. about it. We talked about I it. I talked about it. I, I mean, but you know, like I was running past it and I, I didn't get a chance to. What? Next it, time, guys. Next time. Was, was it like bronze? Like a bronze bust? It was, it looked like, it, it was maybe ceramic or resin. I don't really know because I didn't get to look at it close up. But I mean, and, did it, I, sorry, did it look bronze? Like it was like a, you know, like a, a distinguished... Um, scholar. No, <laughs> no, no. It was like a garden gnome. Okay, like, okay. like yeah. except larger. Yes, <laughs> like our Locutus. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was not very distinguished. Well, it was awesome. It was, it was a great event. Thanks. Well, what my question for you is: now that you're back. The flowers are blooming, and it's late July. Is it now officially the start of Halloween season? Yes, Halloween started the moment my show was over <laughs> because that is when I'm thankful in my heart. Is then uh, I give thanks for the for the next part of the year, which is Halloween. So what does that mean? Tomorrow that... I'm gonna hit up at okay. home superstore because last year I went in August and I was like, I can't believe you already have your Halloween stuff out. And the guy was like, We've had that since the middle of July. And I'm like, Well, first of all, rude. I don't keep up with y'all's merchandise, okay? But this year I know, and I'm gonna go and see if they have it already. I'm, I'm where's this? The at home superstore. It's a oh don't okay hang on. 
I don't know if I can... Don't tell your wife about it, because if she ever needs to do decorating, she's going to go there, and it's a really good place to buy lots of things. Yeah, this whole room, except for the Bruce Lee yellow leather sofas, are um, from that store. Many, it's a great store. Cheap accessories? What am I doing a plug for at-home superstore? Whatever. It's a good store. Go to it. They got Halloween in July. That's all I got to say about them. Um, well, uh, for folks who are wondering if this is your first episode, this is a He-Man podcast at, <laughs> nah. at the Wizards Night Shirt podcast. We're revisiting He-Man Masters of the Universe and She-Ra Princess of Power. Today, we're reviewing He-Man Season 1, Episode 10, A Friend in Need. The air date for this episode was September 26, 1983. Pretty sure I changed that. I think that's right. Yeah, we're going to say that's true. Yeah, September 26, 1983. Uh, in this episode, an evil wizard uses an addictive potion on Tila's friend Alina in an attempt to capture Eternia's transmutator device. He-Man tells viewers that drugs cannot make their problems go away. I guess I want to ask everybody, were we expecting we would have a drug episode in He-Man? <laughs> I mean, of the, the, the timing's about right. Yeah. Because that's, that's what the end of the disco era and like, <laughs> you, you know, like, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's on the, yeah. Because it was, you know, around that time or whatever. And cocaine was pretty big. Yeah, this was, yeah, this was. Um, <laughs> in Little Scott's neighborhood, they were all just roller skating around as fast as they could. <laughs> This was well, so. The, you're right. So this Hit me was up like, with a bump, little Scott. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how drug kids talked. I don't know. No, no. This is this is a uh, Nancy Reagan just oh, yeah. say no era dare programs that kind of stuff. All of that. Yeah, yeah. This 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 drug drug dealer stuff was a big deal when we were growing up in school in a way that I don't think it is in schools these days. No, I, I really do feel that they were just always giving us the impression that someone was going to try to give you mm -hmm. drugs like yeah. all the time. This was a real threat no matter what your life circumstances. <laughs> just wherever you are, somebody's going to be giving you drugs. You're going to walk by a fence where they're playing basketball. Yep. <laughs> and uh, right. yeah, they're going to try to sell you drugs. Lots of, lots of bad things happening through chain link fence transactions. Or they'll be like, I got something that's going to make you feel cool. And the first time it's free, but the next time it'll cost you. They yeah, always say that. Yeah, too. they're always real proud and knowing how it works, which is exactly what happened in this episode, actually. It is exactly what happened in this episode. <laughs> you know, a fun, funny, uh, like, dare era memories. I remember they used to make us watch videos all the time about the just say no stuff. And I remember a lot of the videos wanted to be cute with it. And whoever was telling you just say no had like a funny way of doing it. And I remember one of them had this real kooky guy who was helping McGruff, the crime dog. And he came on and was like, just tell him, no way, dude. I'd rather be skateboarding or having a cookie or doing anything else but taking your stupid drugs. And I told my mom that's what I was going to say. And she was like, no. What are you... <laughs> These videos are just confusing you. This is just confusing. I love that your mom's main concern in life was to just not be embarrassed yeah. by like in things. Yeah, I, I was just hoping that for an opportunity to be able to say this stuff, even though my life was structured in such a way that this would never be part of my life. I would never need to be doing this. So I don't question the value of, you know... Drugs are bad, okay. But it was not a, not a, not a, not the pressing issue, maybe that okay. the way they thought it was. This was not like nineteen eighties New York or anything. Certainly not. So um, when you're a child, hopefully nobody's going to offer you drugs. Although <laughs> right, he, right. Also he, to that age group, he, yeah. he man, he man is certainly not giving that impression though. Scott, their program big in your school? Did you do lots of that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did. We had a we had a police officer come around and what was talk your to what was your dare officer's name? 
he was Officer Lucky. Huh? All right. Uh, he he had a real name. I forget it, but he had. I distinctly remember he said it, uh, his name was. I it was it wasn't his name, but he had a tattoo on his arm that was a three leaf clover, and it said Lucky on it, and everyone called him Lucky. How funny! That's adorable. What a good memory. That's awesome. <laughs> Mine was Officer Sheila. <laughs> That's a good one too. Who's your? Did you, you remember your dare officer? No, we just had a health teacher who like had weird examples of the weird drugs to show us, so we'd be ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> she was in a paper for catching a record-sized catfish not too long ago. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to see she's living her best life. Yeah, she's just she's a good did woman. She, hey, good woman. Did she catch it with a pole or was she noodling? <laughs> I think it was. I think it was a pole caught fish. Okay. I think it was a pole caught fish. <laughs> Well, my esteem just just sank anyway. I also wanted to mention that in this episode, we'll be talking with Hamid Sadiq, a friend of mine who moved to the States when he was in first grade or so and had actually never seen an episode of He-Man or She-Ra before. So naturally, we had Hamid watch a couple of clips to give us his thoughts. And I don't want to spoil anything, but he has an entirely different, fascinating and hilarious perspective about what we grew up with. Hamid is about the funniest, smartest, nicest guy you'll ever meet, so this was a really fun talk, and I'm looking forward to you hearing it. We're going to call this segment Hamid's He-Man Hot Takes. Well, uh, speaking of summertime activities, um, it's July in... Eternia, perhaps Halloween is beginning. <laughs> um, uh, starts with a UFO or ultimate frisbee flying in, and who's showing up? Who's in the Who's in the flying frisbee? So we got uh, a bummer sorcerer named mm-hmm. Zcran. Yeah, I think that's right. Zycam, something like that. Zycam. We'll call him Zycam. Zycam. <laughs> Zycam. Yeah. Yeah. And Zoloff. Zoloff. <laughs> <laughs> So, he helps you with your depression. <laughs> he does. But he reminds you, like, you could be a way more depressed by, like, being like him. And then so there you feel better by comparison. I don't know. And then his daughter, Elena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're trying to deliver a transmutator device to uh, the palace. We don't know what it is yet, but apparently Man-at-Arms is going to help them with it. Did Man-at-Arms pronounce it transmutator? Like, <laughs> emphasis on tater. Like, I'm gonna t- I don't know what's in front of me here, but I'm going to turn it all into taters. Like, like, bam, you're a tater. Like <laughs> Transmutator device. Tila peeled them taters. Yeah, that's what he uses it for. He's going to use it so that he can punish Tila with taters. <laughs> the, the, the most the most useless use for it. <laughs> Precisely. He's like, I'm going to change everything but taters. A device that can make more taters. <laughs> well, was that him? I feel somebody was pronouncing it that way. It doesn't really matter. They, they pronounce, all of them pronounce weird stuff. They're probably not even in the same room when they're, they're talking, so that's not too surprising. Yeah, so they, they did arrive, and sure enough, what was a flying saucer, but then later they call it an air car? Mm-hmm. An air car, yeah, okay. Now, at what point, they have a throwaway line to get us ready for the threats in this episode, but somebody, for no reason, mentions something about Jarvan, the uh, the evil sorcerer that we're going to see later. Do they just mention, like, I hope he doesn't show up? How does he come up? No, he, he they say in the beginning, I thought that he broke out or something. Yeah, they just sort of mention it in yeah. passing or something. Yeah, just yeah. just stuff that's going on. Yeah, and also be on the lookout because he, he I do remember he swore revenge when we put him in, so that could be a problem. <laughs> it could be. It could be. So look and out it, for that. And it will be. Um 
Why did uh, Tila and Alina go out on those horses? And second question, second question, are the horses robotic or is it just robotic armor? Okay, I, I think, I, here's my best guess. I okay. think that they went out on horses because it was just sort of like a spend the night cousin coming to visit. And they yeah. just wanted to go out and do fun girl things. And I think the horses were robotic. Scott? I feel like the ho- the horses were robotic. But the question is, is if they were robotic, why didn't they just stay there? And why why, they, why, why, why they run away? Why yeah. they got like, Why would you program that into a horse? I don't know. Be like, it's afraid now. Why, why wouldn't it just run through the geyser? I don't know. I don't, we should focus on tater technology. <laughs> not Maybe it's a robot with a horse's brain. <laughs> or a, hey, that's a good theory. Or a potato heart. <laughs> and then also, I, I love how their activities... Feel that heart. <laughs> Like, Eternia is such a dump that they have to go frolic in the geyser field. Like, <laughs> is there seriously not one meadow y'all can go to? No, there's not. They, like, it's the geysers. Were, they were going somewhere, weren't they? They were going to do something or tell somebody something? There, Mom, there, there's a reason for them to go. Like, it's a, yeah. Like, it would be silly for them just to frolic through the <laughs> through a terrible place. <laughs> I um, I had a hard time paying attention to Elena because she, uh, she was rough. She was real... She was a real bummer. Yeah. So, a, a few thoughts about Felina. Her look is sort of like a, a real poor Valkyrie thing. It's almost like a first run at the She-Ra design or something. I wonder if that's where they got it from, because she also has, like, the Valkyrie wings um, headband. Uh, but she then she has just sort of like a the swirly top and just like a little skirt or something. It was like a real low-rent She-Ra. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was the Party City version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From whatever planet they're from. Yeah, if the, yeah, and it, it's like they didn't get the licensing. It's like like Sword Woman or something like that. You really get the feeling that Tila is definitely the um, the alpha in that relationship. So when they were growing up, little girls or whatever, you can tell she was like the bossy one. Oh, she was totally dominant. I think probably their whole lives. Well, yeah, but I mean, uh, Elena's not helping herself, being you know depressing all the time and being like, I wish I was strong. I wish I was strong like Tila. It's like, well, you know what you got to do, girl? Get in that gym, okay? You got the power to get stronger. Go do some Pilates. And then go lift some weights. And then go eat 200 calories above your TDEE, Elena. And then you're going to grow some muscles. And then you won't be saying that anymore. Yeah, it's good. Just ask He-Man. He's, he's got the, the 4,000 calorie diet. See, literally everyone on Eternia, like everybody on the whole planet. Yeah, you just ask, can, ask, can, anybody. ask anybody. Ask your baker. <laughs> ask, <laughs> They're all jacked. Ask, <laughs> ask the guy who cuts your wood for you. <laughs> they can all tell you. It's, it's really her father's fault. They live holed up in that mountain. And he is not a um, hail physical specimen <laughs> is every sorcerer just a bummer we got zagraz way back way back when and he you know he was terrible and then we got this guy and then we've got our villain jarvan they're yeah. all just very upsetting well this this wizard alina's father was pretty much just a zagraz knockoff it was the exact same voice yeah the exact same voice it was. what oh i yes, felt dear. even like overall i don't know if you felt this the same way i almost felt like this episode 
might have been written or created before the rest of the series or something like the music was a little more spare we didn't see skeletor at all you you almost yes. got the, you almost got the feeling that this villain was like uh an early attempt at uh, a villain they decided didn't have any personality or something it was really strange <laughs> and how it was really strange you don't realize how much you really rely on skeletor until you go in a whole episode without him yeah yeah, that and what I I I think I think the whole episode was just to do to do like a drug message mm-hmm. basically, <laughs> and it was just like it was like a one off, mm-hmm. and they just decided to do it, and it was not a very smart idea, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean it it it, made, it had a purpose, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. It was all just sort of done they in did, the service of that. And they, I mean, maybe they didn't want to make maybe they didn't want to make uh, Skeletor the drug dealer because you're because <laughs> no, he's very familiar. Familiar character. Interesting. They made him too evil or something. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I didn't think about that. And this. And this. I'm not even blaming the writer too much because he clearly has talent. I was looking him up. I think he went on to do uh, Ninja Turtles and Gargoyles and stuff like that. So he had the chops. In fact, the plot worked fine. It was just yeah, like no, a, the production of it was kind of kind of weak. It's kind of weird. How to find Randor and He-Man and take my revenge. So in the geyser field, uh, because the horses are programmed to feel fear, um, <laughs> they got spooked because Jarvan, who is free and hiding behind a tree or something, made more geysers spit up steam. Yeah, and again, what kind of sorcery is this? He's like, I have powers of a gas. Like, really? <laughs> if you're an old sorcerer, you definitely are interested in gas probably all the time. <laughs> gas was my major at the College of Sorcery. Like, really? Like, no, that's not exciting. And then also, can we talk about what a mess of a look he's got going on? Yeah, I okay? want to talk about that. He looks like one of those old-timey, like, 1950s Halloween masks that's like the devil. Yeah. Crossed with <laughs> the Noid from Domino's Pizza. Crossed with the flying monkeys from The Wizard of Oz in a pale, wan, and sickly color scheme. <laughs> that is what he looked like. And he was just a mess. He just had a lot going on. It was a lot of look. That's a good description. I, I was going to specifically mention his uh, little... Uh, cap his his little uh wizard's cap reminded me of like the first edition dungeons and dragons wizard or something and he had the, the droopy mustache oh yeah um and he he sort of had a, a blue pallor to him yeah it's it very strange it was strange and also you get the feeling looking at these sorcerers him and and Zycam, uh you you really get the feeling that like you can just imagine they're all in a play and, like, the, their moms sewed the outfit. <laughs> like, you could almost just feel the felt beneath your fingers, like little elf shoes, like a Christmas play, and, like, your mom's not great at sewing, but she had to make it work. All of their outfits are like that. You just got out of jail. His outfit can't be that good. <laughs> like, is that what he went to jail with? It must be. They must What? Well, how would he get that on the way out? I don't... I mean, or was he, he wearing just, it before he? Yeah, he's just been wearing it the whole time. I mean, I, as as a gas wizard, <laughs> you think maybe he could make himself a nice outfit, like wizardry outfit. I would think so. He could just like summon sewing stuff, and it would make him a nice outfit. He probably told the tailors like, "I need flatulent settling materials. <laughs> I need <laughs> something that's going to stifle it." Can you can you carbon filter this? <laughs> Maybe that's why his cloak is so like upsetting looking because there's all that technology woven into it. First, I tried to make material that let me smell it up before it hit other people, and this this one just covers it up like a bell. 
<laughs> Good old man tricks. Old man. I can use it later to, to, to disperse people. Right. It's a good it's evil so trick. So upsetting. My sulfurous airs. Yeah, you know he he reeks of sulfur. Adam, Tila and Alina aren't back yet. No, they're probably enjoying themselves. If it'll make you feel better, I'll call Tila on the comlink. Tila. This whole this whole outing was a disaster because the geyser comes up. Tila, who's used to this kind of stuff, living with man at arms, says, All right, Alina, we gotta go a little faster because deadly geysers and Alina says, Oh, but I'm fearful and uh Tila tries to go back and help her and falls off and then Alina goes and is like oops and kneels down beside T- beside Tila uses her little wrist communicator to contact Prince Adam. Now Prince Adam's contacting them. Oh right, somebody's yeah, worried sorry. they're not back yes. yet. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then uh it's uh, Oracle's not or is it Oracle? Oracle's not Oracle's ah worried. But then He-Man's like, ah, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, ah, I'll, I'll call them. It's all right. Low blood pressure like uh, Hannibal Lecter at all times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do like that they, uh, for the first time, maybe gave us some technology, you know, that explained how they can communicate with each other. They did refer to Tila's little bracelet as a comlink, which I liked. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of a bracelet that communicates with people. And then also it means that I don't have to carry my phone around because I sure hate that. Tila. Can you hear me? So Prince Adam is not worried about them, but decides he'll call to to assuage uh, Orko's fears. And Alina answers and is like, we're in big trouble. I screwed up. And so uh, Prince Adam says he'll call for help, which means he'll transform into He-Man. <laughs> yeah, uh, really, really fast into the episode, too. Well, I've counted, I think he did three separate transformations in this episode, all like 14 minutes within. And that doesn't even count the thing at the beginning where they have to go through it anyway. So Kids don't. I don't think kids got bored of that. I think it was fine. Uh, yeah, it was, it, you know, it, it, it moved everything along. I had a question. I was, I was thinking about this earlier. Um, does, do you think there's ever a point where he doesn't change Cringer? In the battle cat, like, oh, does, like, like, does he need him every time? Yeah, like, it's, that's okay. I got it this time. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, is he, he's just in the room. He's like, ah, he's sleeping. He's sick. Like, <laughs> okay, you're gonna be battle cat. He's like, son of a, you know, Aww. like, he's got a cold. He's like, I got a sinus infection here. I can't be. I can't be doing this. <laughs> I, he often needs him for transportation. So maybe if there was danger in the immediate area. Yeah. Okay. But he doesn't ride him all the time. Sometimes he rides the. You know, whatever. A sky sled or something. Oh, that's true. We've seen He-Man fly in on a sky sled, not on Cringer. I guess that's true. Yeah, and does Cringer just run? (laughs) (laughs) He's just just running below him? I guess so. He's like, I gotta go around. There's a bridge over there. Yeah, at least (laughs) Swift Wind can sort of fly in and fly out. Yeah. Sorry, I I was thinking about that earlier. It's a good question. Poor Battle Cat. So He-Man shows up and does what he does best, which is huck boulders. And he starts hucking boulders at the geyser pits to cover them up. Yep, he stops all the all the all the gases. Alina starts crying for uh, about how she messed up, and He Man pretty much just blows her off. He's like, I don't even know what to do with that nonsense. And oh yeah, no, He Man is not a comforting person. <laughs> he is not going to make you feel better when you're in your face. He's, like, he's like, you want me to punch you? Is that, <laughs> is that what you want me to do? I make you feel better. That's the extent of his helping. What do I punch or push? <laughs> do you need a Do you need a paternal lesson before I leave? Sometimes I deign to dispense those. Right? Yeah, he'll he will do that. <laughs> 
Even though his alter ego is like the most irresponsible person on on the planet. (laughs) It just isn't fair. My father can make anything. Why can't he make me big and strong? So then this is when uh, Elena starts to be doing her whining thing. Like, why can't I be strong like Tila? Mm -hmm. I was like, if you're asking that question, you just answer your own question, okay, girl? And then she also blames her father for not making her big and strong. Like he had some power over that. Do you remember that? That was interesting. I'm not sure what she, if she was talking about magic stuff or just uh, raising her differently. Because, you know, that's, you know... Well, T- compared to the man of art. I guess man so. Arms, yeah. I guess he's, it, he's training every day. Tila's kind of tough from her upbringing, probably. Okay, yeah, so it's just like some dad envy. Yeah, and, you know. and he's he's a... Is he a sorcerer or is he just a, is he just a mechanic kind of guy? Like man of arms? Like, no, 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 the other guy. I think he's just a sorcerer. I don't, oh, okay. think, he, I don't think he knows how to do anything. Okay, well, he made the thing. The, the transmutator. Oh, yeah, the I don't know if that's magic or not. I oh, think I it's magic. I was, I was thinking he's like more like an engineer... Slash sorcerer. Um, Absorbed he, in his work, anyway. He's an Imagineer. <laughs> there you go. Like he works Disney. for Disney. <laughs> and then, uh, conveniently, this is when um, uh, Jarvan mm-hmm. appears. Jafar. Jafar <laughs> appears, disguises himself as an old woman, because that was also necessary. And uh, uh, offers her the drugs that are going to solve all her problems. And then um, I love when she asks, um, she asks the old woman, like, it's like, who are you? And she's like, just an old woman, theory. <laughs> and I was like, well, her story checks out, like, clearly. Um, it's from earlier. We knew that she wasn't that bright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's established. The, I thought it was kind of interesting that the old woman, I think is the exact same old woman that Evil Lynn turned into. I think they're similar. They're very similar. I think it's the same spell. And I think you turn into a very similar looking woman. It's The, the spell probably has a name. It's like uh, Mother Hazel. You have to cast like Mother <laughs> Hazel and you turn into a old lady with the painted on eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Like they, they don't have that many grimoire <laughs> hanging around. And then, of course, she's also a dope and she can't even tell. Like, okay, it's an old lady. She's not innocent, though. Look at her talons. She's got bright red talons. Okay? That's what, not what a nice old lady has. She does? Fingernails? Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't she, see that. She had evil fingernails, Scott. You need to look at nails. You need to pay attention. Okay. I should pay attention to nails. <laughs> you should pay attention to nails. Be like, ah. Oh. <laughs> but they were, they were like the bright red, sharp, sharpened talons. Yeah, no, you can't trust anybody with nails you, like did, that. Did you see it when she was holding the vial? Probably. Okay, okay. All right. I mean, I just gave everybody's outfit a once-over anyway, so it was probably part of that. I don't know. Well, it's hard to tell who's uh, bad and who isn't there because you can't just say, oh, they're a weird old hermit because Sorceress lives in Castle Grayskull, and that's the scariest place I've ever seen. There's lots of weirdos all over Eternia. It's true. Also, there's just not that many people in Eternia. Are they weirdos in Eternia, though, or are they just normal people? Because everyone's a weirdo there. Exa- yeah, I think yeah. Like so I guess that. she wouldn't be surprised. I guess everybody has free access to the palace. Also, <laughs> there's that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. just an old woman, dearie. Like, oh, okay, yes, of course. Uh, so she gets she gets the potion, and the old lady uh, gives her a ring so she can ask for more potions slash drugs whenever she wants it. And I forget what the magic words are, but it's uh, come to me backwards or whatever. M ot M Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. And then also, I we gotta say here, Elena, not not brilliant, but the old lady, to be fair, didn't even say that the potion was going to make her stronger. She said it would make her feel stronger. <laughs> right. 
what? That's not even like good drugs. Like, if you're going to give me a drug, at least make it one where I get super strength for like, you know, 30 seconds. And then I'm like, okay, well, I took those drugs. It was definitely worth it because I got real strong and I ripped up some boulders and stuff. No, she's going to feel strong. And then, then she's done. Well, it's just giving her the confidence. She already has the strength. She don't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, and the drug, the drugs give her the confidence to do, to sh- to show off. So are you her... pro drug right now? <laughs> what I'm I am not pro drug, but I'm saying that uh, it, it's a good message to say like you don't need the drugs because they're already you're you're already strong I see. enough. This is the point He Man was trying is going to try. Yeah. To make. So true. so if if you were super weak and you took the drug, you're drugs not going to get help any, you. you no, <laughs> no, no, they're not going to help, help you. Me. You probably fall down and hurt yourself. Okay. And now it's time for Hamid's He-Man Hot Takes. Okay, so before we start this episode and we're watching Diamond Ray of Disappearance, uh, can you talk a little bit about what history you have with He-Man? Did you ever watch any He-Man growing up? You're about uh, the same age as us, but did you watch He-Man? I don't even know. That this was a show, to be honest with you. I'm not gonna lie. You still you until this moment you didn't know this was a show. Yeah, I thought it was like a like a wrestler because you're into wrestling and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, and then you mentioned that previous episodes uh-huh. you had a wrestler make comments about yeah. it and how you build bodies. So yeah, I was anticipating a grown <clears throat> man right now. However, it's a yellow blonde. Haired guy with the red dragon. dragon <laughs> you know right? what? There is a lot of wrestling um, crossover. I, that's funny that you would just assume that it was a wrestler because I can totally see that if you were just hearing about him. But you've never heard, like in popular culture, have you ever heard somebody say, oh, he's a real He Man or he thinks he's He Man? Or... Nope. You've never heard of that? Nope. Did I was you... a shelter child. <laughs> when, you were, when you were a kid growing up, though, did you watch cartoons? I did. I, I watched. Um... Well, we watched like different cartoons. Like Grandizer was one of them, mm-hmm. and then there was one with a big dog and a little dog, and a little dog was named Poochie. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's that's all I remember. Okay, and then coming to the United States, it was just a bunch of Power Rangers. So, when you started getting really comfortable with English, you were like, what age and what shows were you watching? So I was like nine, ten, uh-huh. and I was watching like Nickelodeon. I see. Or okay. The weekend on the weekend, what was that? Like Mad. Something on Thursdays, TGI Friday, uh-huh, or whatever uh-huh, uh-huh. type of deal, and uh-huh. then in the, in the morning on Saturdays they would have those cartoons. Oh, funny! So you that? missed you missed the very you missed like the very early '80s cartoons. Hundred percent. Okay, funny. So this was like during like the Scooby Doo heyday. Yeah, I watched oh, okay. Scooby-Doo too. Yeah, okay. the Cartoon Network. Yeah. Okay, well, this will be extra entertaining then. So we got a feel for what you what you were watching, and just so we know, sort of where. Where you are right now? What What are your favorite television shows right now? I, I unfortunately I've like I can't seem to watch television at all, <laughs> so I don't even have a TV. And mm-hmm. then I watch vlogs all the time because they're so short. So my attention span is just literally reduced to that. So, so this is going to be both the perfect and worst thing for you to watch. I think because it's going to be short. It's going to be. You know what? I'm not even going to say anymore because I just want you to say it. <laughs> feel, and, and we discussed a little bit beforehand what, what to do, but we're just going to watch a little bit. Feel free to talk or not talk as the spirit moves you. And when we're done, we'll just have a little chat about it. Does that sound good? That sounds perfect. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going I'm to start rolling now. I'm going to turn up the TV a little bit, and I'll edit this so nobody has to sit through my tedious TV turn-upping. But I want to get some of this on the recording.
Kitten became a tiger or what? This is so funny. Come on, Battlecat. Let's give T.Y. a hand. So kind of like the Jetsons, right? They have flying saucers. Is this Japanese anime at once upon a time or no? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stop us right there. So, what are your what are your impressions of this show so far? What do you think this show is about? I have no idea. <laughs> I have honestly got zero. I, I know that He Man is a superhero that saves everything because his name just keeps on reappearing every two seconds. <laughs> okay. And there's apparently a kitten that turns into a tiger that flies. Mm-hmm. So those are the two things. Okay. What? <laughs> what? Okay. At what point do we see the tiger flying? Wasn't he flying? Wasn't he flying early? Like, didn't he become big and like he starts like like a flying saucer with this tiger? Oh. oh, he might have just leapt off. It oh. might have just looked super dramatic. Okay, I can see that. I can. I'll give you that. Okay, all right. Uh, any anything anything else? Could you tell who was a good guy and who was a bad guy? Well, He Man is amazing. Okay, that's that's all we know. Okay, and then everybody else. I guess the people in the blue were bad people because people were shooting at them. I guess that's true. I guess they were all kind of blue. Yeah. Yeah. So the blue people were bad. Uh-huh. It kind of reminds me of a Flintstones, maybe. Is that is that accurate? It's kind of that air. It's kind of seventies uh, to eighties, kind of early eighties. The only so. reason I know Flintstones because John Goodman made a movie from it, right? You know, this is so funny. The things you're mentioning because you not believe how often John Goodman comes up in our show no way. for no good reason. No way. We just started talking about how he should be cast as like half the people in here. Yeah, there you so. go. <laughs> That's hilarious. So Skeletor is the skeleton guy. He's the big bad guy. Okay. He Man, when he lifts his sword, lightning power comes down, and he says, "I have the power." And he turns into basically just a burlier version of himself, <laughs> but he speaks in a much more manly way. And then they they go and they do battle, and he thwarts Skeletor's schemes. But he has a secret identity as He Man for some reason. And Tila is the lady that's helping. She's like captain of the guard, and they try to protect a castle called Castle Grayskull, which is the source of all his power. What's the inspiration for this? I don't understand. <laughs> like, how does this? How does one think up of this cartoon? That's what I want to know. I think it was just kind of they logically built on like Conan and like Cole the Destroyer and like the barbarian type. Got it. Okay. Did you have anything comparable growing up that you can think of like like this? So at the beginning, I'm like, was this Japanese anime? But it doesn't look like because they don't have the characters with the giant eyes or anything. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's the only thing. It was actually the same like animation as like Scooby Doo as filmation. So, would you have watched this when you were a kid? Not at all. And why would you not have watched this? Well, maybe I'm like looking at it from like right now where uh-huh. I stand uh-huh. because I probably, yeah, I I don't know. I just it because the like the other two they they it was more intricate. This is very like simple. If does that sure easy to say? sure. Yeah, yeah. There's a little more complex cartoons. The other ones, mm-hmm. like if somebody gets hit, like there's a bunch of question marks and like out signs and everything. Uh huh. This doesn't take the time to go to detail. When you were a kid, did you play dress up like costume? Did you pretend to be superheroes or anything? Not at all. 
No, okay. See, that's interesting because I feel like that was a big part of He-Man is because you wanted to be He-Man no when you kidding. were a kid. And, you, yeah, we, we would buy the swords and you'd run around in your underpants swinging your sword and stuff. <laughs> so. <laughs> Are you sure that's not a southern thing? This is an American thing, right? <laughs> I, I pr- yeah, it was, a, it was a huge, huge national phenomenon. This was birthday this parties <laughs> and Ghostbusters, too. All the kids are chanting He-Man instead of Ghostbusters when the Ghostbusters come no in. No way, that's mm-hmm. hilarious. Okay, so we're going to put you down for not excited about this, but I'm going to have I'm going to have to do one more clip. Let's okay, do it. I'm done. Okay, now we're going to watch an episode of She-Ra, who was He-Man's uh, female counterpart in the spinoff show She-Ra: Princess of Power, and we're going to watch an episode called Duel at Devlin, and I'm going to show you a scene right now. And um, just to set it up, there's a bad guy named Dylamug who is um, harassing this town of poor villagers, and uh, Shira is going to show up and try to teach them to fight for themselves. Okay? I'm down. Let's do okay. it. <laughs> it is amazing <laughs> how easy it is to take advantage of people who are frightened. <laughs> What's the matter? Doesn't Lorna pay you enough, Dialma? <laughs> Okay, all right. So now, now you've seen He Man. Uh, give me, give me your first impressions of this clip of She-Ra. Uh, they have subtitles. <laughs> they both had subtitles. The other one has subtitles. Yeah, this it? is just my TV. That has nothing to do with the show. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Can't give them credit for that. Subtitles aside, how do we feel about this clip of She-Ra? I, I don't know. I think it's empowering for little girls. I guess I have no idea. <laughs> There's, you, you really can't do what she did with a sword in real in real life. So it kind of. Like, I can imagine being a little kid trying to hit cars with a sword and expecting them to crumble, but it's not going to work out. Right, so what are your thoughts about the bad guy? What, what is your, what, how would you describe the bad guy here, Thylamug, the guy on the motorcycle? Yeah, good question. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. How would you describe him? Well, he's actually, he actually has a rotating face inside of that body cavity, and he has little light bulbs on his head, and he's kind of a robot. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, I thought you wanted me to describe him. Like, what's his characteristic like? Or what oh, 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 you're going deep. Like, okay. Is, yeah, I'm, I'm... Okay. It really took this question in, my friend. <laughs> it's just... It's it's really crazy, just because I have kids... The kid sister, kid brother, and mm-hmm. all these other jazz. By kid, I mean, like, eight, nine years old. Uh-huh. They're the perfect board. age. Yeah, yeah so perfect age for this. They would never watch this. Interesting. It would not hold their attention, spam. Like, in any way. Like, these kids now, it's like... There's so much complication in what they watch. Interesting. And like laser beams shooting at you and like you blocking <laughs> those rays by a sword. That's impossible. That doesn't happen hot. in the shows they watch? I mean, I think that they think a lot more 
in depth. Like they'd be like, "No way, this is just BS." I see. You so, know what I mean? So they don't. They aren't into fantastical powers. Like they could. They may have fighting scenes, but it's a little more grounded or something. But I'm, like even fantastical powers, I think those fantastical powers are like more realistic or more like ex- exaggerated in a better in a, in a realistic way. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, mm-hmm. like they'll their attention span won't be grabbed on by a person blocking laser beams that will like generate heat because that's what I don't know whether it's just my little brother or what mm-hmm. he's like yeah that's gonna be too hot for her to hold sword bro so you know I'm like, <laughs> just completely ruined the cartoon how much of that do you think is kids now and how much of that do you think it's your family <laughs> I, I, I don't know because the only kids I know are the kids in my family so <laughs> you guys might just be a tough sell no yeah it's it's he's, he's yeah I mean I'm pretty sure it's kids now man these kids like are because they have everything so available to them. Uh-huh. Like, when I was growing up, the coolest They're not as easily impressed, maybe. Yeah. We had pogs, bro. <laughs> Literally, pogs. <laughs> That's true. That's all I'm saying, bro. These kids have, like, Pokemon Go. Like, Pokemon was, like, a <laughs> card when I was growing up. This is, like, virtual, and they're, like, they see an actual Pokemon in front of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're still not impressed. That's true. This show... Asked a lot. It asked us to meet it halfway a little bit. (laughs) And then some. (laughs) How can I thank you? Well, we know uh, Elena is feeling better because she jumps up on top of the wall and is twirling or something. Yeah. And she does like a flip or something off the wall. And Tila's like, oh, all right, that was kind of unsafe, but whatever. <laughs> I think that was a big, I, everybody, when you had anti-drug videos, a big thing to do when you were on drugs and having drug hysteria was to do something from a great height. Oh, yeah, to show people that, like, you think you can fly. Yeah. That, that's definitely a thing. Well, we talked about that in an earlier episode. That was one of the people actually tried that a lot. Do you remember that? No. You, no, Rebecca was saying that. That's that's a weird statistic. Like people actually try oh, yeah, yeah. try to fly every day. Like, and they aren't on drugs. They, this is just while, normal people. Can I still can I fly? Is today the day I know how to fly? Like no, it's not. You didn't, but And the potions are not going to make you feel that way. But the, the maybe the old Jodie Foster anti-drug film, she ju- tried to jump out of the window. A Forrest Gump, Jenny was listening to Freebird and was going to jump out of the window. It happened in Jim and the Holograms. I think so. Oh, yeah, Jim and the Holograms. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think Jenny was trying to fly. I think she was trying to just fly. <laughs> oh, oh, that's dark. Hey, that was a little dark. Uh, of course, comes a little deep for me. I, I didn't follow. Oh, right. I didn't follow. So she was trying to fly. Yeah, she was yeah. trying to fly. They, were, uh, they just told me they were playing Army the whole time. I didn't know what was going on. So. <laughs> you really wanted chocolate afterwards. <laughs> right, yeah. I just It was a movie about chocolate. That's all. I didn't get it. This is the transmutator. It can change things from solid to liquid or gas. Watch the tree. Uh, I think this is where we get a little background on this transmutator device. Uh, The the group is standing around while um, they're having a demonstration. And uh, oh, Man at Arms shows them how uh, the little beam from it is going to turn something into gold. And then he turns it back. I don't know why we're turning it back. Gold's pretty good. Well, yeah, he's just showing you could. It was a plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and change it to gold. Do you think that Man at Arms is giving any consideration to the fact that this device could literally change the economy of like every planet that they've ever been to? No. What, what if there's like a plant? You know, we have we have established that we have some planets that do like ore, a specific kind of ore, photanium. Mm-hmm. Oh, he'd ruin their economy. We'll he'd just make our their, own photanium. He would ruin the economies of like entire planets. 
man at arms, you and your transmutator. If you don't just stick with taters, which is what you should stick with. Yeah, he's just making taters. Don't worry. Well, he's yeah. not going to destroy anybody but the potato people. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever they are. Scree, uh, scree. <laughs> they, uh, oh, he, no. Remember, he's trying to control the weather. He was trying to control the weather yeah. before. He's very cavalier about his inventions. He really is. You know, technology, we always, uh, it, it, it's, not, uh, it's not morally or ethically neutral. Technology has some sort of direction to it. I think Man at Arms is just, he's just tinkering a little too much. For no good reason, I guess, Alina decides to uh, summon Jarvan and take another uh, potion swig. And that makes her uh, get real jumpy. I guess now it's like she's on speed and she asks uh, Prince Adam in a real uh, hyper way if he wants to go on a car ride. And Prince Adam, not showing good judgment. Also, he says, well, okay. Tila, well, Tila's like, hey, have you flown that before? And Prince Adam's like, let's go. <laughs> let's go, father. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a regular day for him. They probably do a lot of uh, hijinks in cars. He's just, he's just a sky sled, so he's just flying in motorcycling in the sky. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't have dr- driver's test or whatever. It's just like kids who grew up in the country and they've been driving a truck since they were four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Oh, you you a big man. You almost four. We're going to do a stick. We're going to learn to drive stick. So, like, what kind of people in Eternia are responsible for licensing drivers? Or is there anyone at all? Like a BMV? Yeah. Yeah, like what the, the Eternian BMV. Beast man. Do you think it would be the bad guys in charge of it? I think Beast Man has the technical skill. He seems like, he seems kind of like uh, the coach who also teaches history. What about a tech trek? Where is he in all this? Does, does he does he want more more strict road laws, or does he want it to be a free for all that he's in charge of? Like, do you think you can take a tech track to go do your driving test, and he just drives for you? <laughs> it's just cheating. <laughs> but like, he he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. And they're like, okay, now take the right turn up here, and in, in about a hundred yards, he's like, you don't tell me what to do. And it's like, one hundred and point <laughs> five yards. <laughs> they're like, did you just say something? It's like, no, it was my card. She's like, hmm. In a few feet, I want you to um, take a right up here at this stop sign. Would you like me to blast that guy with my lasers? <laughs> it's like, no, just just take a right. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen Attack Dragon in so many episodes, and I really am missing him. I, I just want him to come back. I just want him to come back. Yes, Where so, are you, Attack Dragon? Some good sass there. We Would you good... like me to travel 20.2 yards and destroy him? <laughs> They're like, you will get points off. You disturb the cones. You like... took a wide turn, and he just dumps you out the back. <laughs> and passive aggressive just slowly starts reclining the chair back the entire time. <laughs> He's got an ejector seat, probably, right? Oh, oh you yeah. You know yeah. he does. You yeah. know he does. Yeah, and that was their last day on the job. Oh, so I, so uh, Alina doesn't know how to fly this air car, and yeah. she doesn't know how to land it. Prince Adam ends up dangling Wait, from is, the edge is, of is it. Is it a bus? Like, don't they have seatbelts? <laughs> like, wear a seatbelt. You're it, in the sky. <laughs> Like it just like goes a little fast and he yeah. falls out. Yeah, if your if your axis rotates over a certain amount, I hope there's at least a red light that comes on the dashboard. Or like yeah. a or like a cover. Yeah. Something. Yeah. They're just getting bugs in their face and like everything. Yeah, I'm know. not entirely sure how he did tumble out. You'd think that that thing would have some sort of harnesses, like 
I don't know any roller coaster. I imagine it's probably it would like, be like mandated too, like 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 everywhere. Like it's like a car seat, you know. Like you have to wear a seatbelt, you get a ticket. I think it's like the action figures, and their legs just fit real snug in there. <laughs> so <laughs> you turn it over, it's fine. Their feet lock in, maybe. <laughs> yeah. The good thing about these pegs in our heels, we were evolved that way. Well, if it was anybody else, they would have died. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, Prince Adam does fall out, but he turns into He-Man on the way down. See, and I was thinking, like, he must have clearly already realized that she was not with it mentally. Because it's like, you're about to show this dumb girl from who even knows where that, you know, like, your your big secret it's like you're counting on the fact that she can't see you right now. And so I guess she couldn't. But yeah, no, we, we had three He-Man transformations in like 12 minutes. It was ridiculous. <laughs> we have a quick little action sequence. He-Man basically just catches the air car and uh, tells her she was not acting very smart since she had never driven it before. And then she starts having a pity party about how she doesn't know what to do and uh, wants another hit of that sweet, sweet potion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and she so she calls the she calls the sorcerer or the old lady, mm-hmm. and then uh, she tells the old lady tells her, "Well, you need to get that uh, transmutator device, or I'm not bringing you anything else." Yeah, it's time to pay. This is this is the old flim flam from the drug dealer. Yep, that's how they get you. The problem is that the transmutator is too heavy, but luckily Orca was there. Yeah, to be her drug mule. Like, yeah. You know. <laughs> He just, I, Patsy. Yeah. I, 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 sorry, I just had to say, I do like how Prince Adam walks in and he's like, can I help you? Because she's crying there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and she's like, no. And he's like, well, if you're not going to tell me. And then he just leaves. And <laughs> yeah. you're like, <laughs> like you didn't little, even try. Yeah. You didn't even try. He was like, still a little sore about that whole almost killing him yeah, thing. I, yeah, I could see that. That, yeah. was, that was pretty funny. He's like, well, I tried, father. <laughs> yeah, so or- Orgo, Orgo raises it up so she can, so she can push it around. She has to, though, she she is the one of the only people who has access to that room because of the uh, voice recognition. I did like that the little uh, squiggly lines that recognized her voice on the panel. Lena. Oh, isn't that that's Man at Arms Workshop? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Why does she have access to right? that? Right? I I don't know. I get, I guess it's tied to the transmutator. I don't know. Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I did make a note here. I wanted to ask you, you Scott, since there was um, some uh, voice recognition technology here i know this is an issue at your house right now didn't you say your son is finally articulate enough that alexa understands him now uh yeah he still he still has problems he still they still yell at it a lot (laughs) and then they fight over it and then they tell it to stop and you're like i just want to hear the weather stop yelling alexa stop over time and she doesn't even listen to them and i can't she's saying the weather and they're just yelling over top, and I'm like, I just want to hear it for like five seconds. I really enjoy those stories. Didn't you say they have like Alexa wars? And they're yelling stop on up top of each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. So, so we belay we, all the commands yeah, we, of each other. We use it for music or like I turn on. Um, I have a light in my sunroom, and I use it for that to turn on that, mm-hmm. and uh, and they'll turn it on and off and on and off, and you're just like, <laughs> just stop. And I saw the I, one time I had to unplug it because it was just too nuts. <laughs> Is that one of those things where, like, when you really kind of take a step back and you think of yourself being a kid, and you can even imagine that when you're an adult, you're going to have to tell your children to stop tormenting the family robot? Like, isn't that hilarious? That is, yeah, cool. it, it, it is, yeah. Isn't that, isn't that just such a weird thing to think about? 
just, uh, yeah, leave her alone. She's just trying to help. <laughs> She's not going to do your homework for you. Stop bothering her. Which, again, this sounds like something that they would advertise in a commercial for the future during the 80s. Like, like can you even believe this is going to be your life? And it's just so hilariously commonplace now. You'd, this is like sending your kids to the Stone Age if you handed them like a viewfinder, which is how we had to amuse ourselves. <laughs> or like, kids, we're going to go to the library and look it up in the encyclopedias. Like, oh, no. I love my viewfinder. It's great. <laughs> I had one of those, too. That was a toy that I did. What did you I have had? in there? Oh, I don't know. I had a ton of them. Like the, the discs? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I had a He-Man one. Oh, I'm sure. I had Scooby-Doo, He-Man, any of those. Spider-Man. Uh, That's some Spider-Man stuff. Uh, I don't know if I had Spider-Man. Smurfs. Uh, oh, uh, Muppets. A lot of Muppets for some reason. Weird. I feel like I had Muppets. I like, I like Muppets. I'm trying to remember the ones that I had. Oh, my gosh. Because I think you could just, like, you have this sensory memory where you just cram the thing against your face. <laughs> I just remember can, the smell. The smell? <laughs> And then like a, weird. the uh, the tung, like the noise that it makes yeah. when you click it down Kinda as hurt. hard as you can. It did yeah. hurt a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Hit, hit your old cheekbone. Pow, pow. <laughs> it's magical. Pow. Why did you have to like why were you compelled to like Clack. fling that thing down as hard as you can and hurt yourself? Uh, I'm not sure. Also, it's funny. Well, because- I, I, I think at a certain point it had a spring on it, so yeah. once it reached a certain point, it kind of like tung. yeah. So it would click it, and they would flip it, so it moved. It was kind of funny, too, because, you know, the pictures don't ever move, so it's just kind of when you're a kid, you're like, ah, just checking in on you guys. Looks like everybody's, <laughs> everything's in order here. It was, it was 3D-ish. Yeah. Because you had the two eyeballs, and you could it was had some depth. Yeah. That's why I liked it. And it followed, there was like a book, right? Like yeah. they would, The pictures would go along with the book that you were supposed to read, but I don't remember doing anything except for just sitting there going like, choom, choom, yeah, like, choom, like the, choom, Like the Muppets ones that goes with the Muppets movie. Yeah. So they follow like the plot of the movie. I don't think I ever put that together. I mean, I don't think I ever read the stories properly with it. I think I just like looked at the pictures as fast as I could and like hurt my eyes and got a headache and then <laughs> pinched my little fingers. While I was trying to keep hold Teddy Ruxpin's mouth closed while he was talking. <laughs> just, uh, so it's I, the I didn't have it. Do you have a Teddy Ruxpin? Oh, yeah. 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 You can put any must tape in rich. there. You must have been rich. Oh, we had the outfits for him. I had fitness Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is right. He was getting it. He was getting his life. Only only, only, my only my good friends had, had Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> that oh, is so funny. Oh, yeah. He, he was, he he was living outfits? large. What did the Fits do. It's not like it would have unlocked different programming yes, for him. Yes, it did. If you, no. you buy a package, it was yeah. like a different Shut lifestyle. Shut your mouth. It came with a different tape to talk about fitness stuff. Shut your mouth. No, it came with a different tape. It was like a powder blue uh, outfit like the Golden Girls would wear. <laughs> <laughs> what a life. It was pretty good. What a little life you had. It's pretty good. Yeah, I yeah. imagine that would be amazing. You had a lot of good stuff. Well... But for some reason, we still wore uh, bath towels to be superheroes. So go figure. (laughs) Now that I've gotten He-Man's attention, I'll have my revenge. So Alina is finally starting to feel these withdrawals. And she finally comes clean about her dirty, dirty secret. He He gets a transmutator device. Oh yeah, and then he like starts zapping at He-Man, and then he starts zapping the palace and shrinking it because apparently it can also do that. Yeah, they have a little uh, battle, and I guess it's like the arboretum that we haven't seen before <laughs> in, the, in the palace. Uh, did you see? Okay, uh, one of our favorite things we got some good tumbling that yes, happened. Yes, He-Man executed uh, the 
perfect former forward somersault mm-hmm. that that won the uh, the day. Watching those somersaults makes me laugh so much because the funniest thing about them is how slow it is. It's like a little kid, like when you're shooting something, and it's like, hold on a minute, and then you and then you gingerly get on your knees and then do a little roll and then go, yeah, dodge that. And then you expect applause, like <laughs> yeah. he's just waiting for the applause. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, apparently uh, the resistance from uh, He-Man was enough to overload the transmutator mm-hmm. and then, then it melted down and then so boom. And then I think He-Man had a pretty good quip here when uh, when it was all said and done and he uh, he told uh, Jarvan, like, write me. Like, you could write to me from the prison mine. It's like, yeah. that, that's like a pretty good I burn. thought that was pretty pointed for He-Man. I know, right? Good. It's like, ooh, he's going to be doing some hard labor in the prison mine. Even though the mining operation is especially unnecessary now, they know they can build another transmutator and then like literally all the things that they mine can just be zapped into existence by man in arms, but you know. It's just for punishment. Yeah, it's just for punishment. I don't know what they're mining down there. All the episodes have to have a little wrap up at the end and Olena pleads her case again and says something about how she just wanted to be brave like Tila. And before they could even work it out themselves, He-Man starts giving them uh, paternal advice again. And it was the most unuseful thing (laughs) I have ever heard. I had to write down the direct quote because it was this ridiculous. He tells her... Say it as He-Man. Let's hear it as He-Man. The only way to feel good is to first feel good about yourself. The way to feel good is to feel good? What's that going to... Who is that going to help? What kind of advice is that? The way to feel good is to feel good? Well, thanks, He-Man. Now I suddenly feel so much better. Really? Yeah, it'd be like a a D plus on on your paper. He was not trying. He was not trying on that. And I I could even see him trying to say that to Alina, but it's got nothing to do with Tila. It was just really uh, condescending to Tila. Tila's like, I'm fine. I'm brave. I don't know why you're talking to me. I feel great about myself. Yeah. The first feel good about yourself. That's like the whole problem, He-Man. Like, we're not all the strongest man in the universe. Like, it's really, like, most people don't feel good about themselves. That's what you got to get to. And if he you doesn't ever... understand that. <laughs> <sighs> he can just punch things. He makes stuff up. He's got cold breath. He's got, <laughs> he's, he's got anything he wants that he just makes up. He, he's got insane self-confidence because he's never had a problem. And, and you know why I think his advice is so galling? It's because he doesn't appreciate... The only reason we're calling He-Man is because he could physically do things we can't. Nobody asked for his advice. That's, that's not why he's there. So, so, so the question is, would it be better from a different character? Like yeah. if Orko said yes. it. Yes. If Orko said it, okay, all right. Then or, if Orko said it, then like that's completely you different. You feel good. You because, feel good about that. Well, yeah, because Orko has struggled with this. You know, he's, he's not great at his magic all the time. He fails a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever has authority in the situation. I mean, He-Man did not need to interject. That's not the help they were asking for. Yeah, nobody asked you, He-Man, about feeling good about yourself. He-Man. And, I love to. I love also that Tatila. This was probably just a weird sequence of events. It's like her little childhood friend came over. She got hooked on drugs. He man <laughs> battled somebody, and then she was like, "Oh, okay. Uh, sounds weird. <laughs> See you next time." <laughs> and it was. And it was weird. <laughs> well, if you were wondering whether uh, this episode was a metaphor for drugs, uh, He Man puts that to bed for good because that's exactly <laughs> what his moral was about. 
Yeah, again, nobody tried to give me drugs when I was little, all right? Especially old women that come from nowhere. Especially it's not going to be an old shadows. woman. It's not going to be an old woman. <laughs> no, you don't think so? Uh-huh. Did not happen. No. Didn't happen to me. Maybe it's a drug dealer dressed up as an old woman. Or uh, so. Halloween, you know, that was the threat. They would always put something in the candy or something. Maybe an old woman would do that. Maybe. And then you're hooked on drugs. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what her end game is. I'm not sure where that's going. <laughs> then you'll come visit me and keep me company. <laughs> I'm going to show you how to crochet. <laughs> uh, I learned how to crochet briefly. Well, I stayed the summer with my grandma. We would, we would watch the Smurfs and then like some... They used to have these weird shows that were... It was not like a like a people's court. It was like a dramatization of real court cases. And we would watch those and crochet. It was real weird. Did your grandma so they, give you drugs? They, <laughs> no, chicken noodle soup. Would they? Would they? Would it be like a real courtroom, or they would like replay what they did? No, like it was, rescue nine one one. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't even like they had real people talking heads, and then they dramatized it. It was like a drama. It was like um, a fake courtroom story. I think you're just talking about Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> She just was watching Law and Order. But it was dull, but they tried to be realistic, so it was even weirder. Okay. Yeah. I just remember the intro was uh, the old, kindly lawyer um, pushing his son on a tree swing before he went to court. So. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know. Don't make us resurrect the Tootsie Tip line to find out clues about what show this was. Yeah, we're going to think about that. I'm going to think about that. We'll see if I can find that. We'll think about that. So He-Man uh, says, uh, there, <laughs> this cracked me up, says, there is no magic potion or magic drug that's going to solve your problems. There are sure enough some magic potions in Eternia. There is magic. There are definitely some magic potions. That's true. And they will solve some problems. That's Maybe true. not all your problems. Uh, you could probably even find one for strength or bravery. <laughs> <laughs> but drugs are bad. Drugs are bad, though. We don't, yeah, we don't you, if, if you're using a cursed pearl... That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but no drugs. No, never. I want to do some ratings. Okay. Okay. We usually we usually go God, what is what is this now? This is this is counterclockwise. Maybe we'll start this way. Do, Scott, do you want to give your do you want to do ratings first? Do you have two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> two two uh transmutators. Yeah, yeah, transmutators. Okay. Go golden plants. Two golden plants. Two gold plants. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and it was such a low score. I don't know. It was it. I feel like it was one of those like um, it, like like I was talking about earlier, like throwaway. They just had it in the back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I the story was fine. The the moral was fine. It was. I mean, good probably for. Like we were talking about, though, the age of the kids probably isn't very good, you know, for that moral and stuff like that. So, I I feel like they they un, they over, and no Skeletor, mm-hmm. no new people. Mm-hmm. I, that guy's not sticking around. Mm-hmm. It was his only episode. I confirmed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Although they did, if he teams up with Skeletor, I would I would be on, on that. <laughs> <laughs> they brought they bring him back. They bring back the um character design one more time change the complexion of his skin and he's a different character oh, okay good 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 i'm glad uh filmation at the time yeah they yeah they reused a lot of stuff efficient Efi- yeah efficiency yeah. yes i am going to go yeah i'm gonna say two i was gonna say three and now i'm just gonna say two yeah i 
I like. Um, I think it was funny. They gave, they gave the wizard sort of a, a funny build. He was just sort of old manish, and that was kind of funny. There were a few funny things in it, but it didn't advance the main He-Man story at all. Like Scott was saying, it just felt like sort of a weird pocket universe, uh, very issue driven. Not not into it that much. Yeah, no, no, it's not not my favorite. It was funny. It was funny, but... Uh, it was funny, but mostly because of us imagining that the sorcerer was the sorcerer of gases. Yeah. And that was the best part about it. Yeah, I, I mean, although we do think the show is funny, I mean, it is... There is stuff that's genuinely entertaining, and I get excited about seeing. And this Yeah, just the, it, the last episode was great. Yeah. Dragons, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they, they had a bunch of stuff in that one, and just like... If you took a little bit out of that one and put it in this one... There were no get-up-and-cheer moments, no cool stuff, no, like, genuinely funny jokes from Skeletor, so... Yeah. So, a big a big two on this one. <laughs> yeah. I feel confident in that score. Thanks, that's our show for today, and please remember, pick garments that will properly muffle your gases. Trip, Jervin. You haven't heard the last of me, He-Man. Oh, you mean you'll write to me from the prison mine.